Strange Liketeers, this is Tammy Lawless, and you are listening to the Strange Lit Podcast. This is Episode 1, The Secret Underground Tooth Economy of Boston, by Will White. Will White has previously been published in the University of Akron's Rubber Top Review. He's an MFA fiction candidate at Emerson College with a deep interest in horror fiction. He is not currently in hiding. We first heard this story when Will performed it at a reading we attended in Boston. We enjoyed it so much, we wanted our audience to have the opportunity to hear the piece performed as well. The Secret Underground Tooth Economy of Boston appears in Strangelit Volume 1, Issue 2, and is copyright 2015 by Will White. For the Strangelit podcast, this story is read by the author. If you'd like to support Strangelit and hear more podcasts, you can donate at strangelitjournal.com. You may also purchase a subscription to get six electronic issues of Strangelit, worth one canine, three molars, and two bicuspids. The Secret Underground Tooth Economy of Boston I've been living in Boston for over a year now, and I think the single thing that's taken me the longest to get used to is the Secret Underground Tooth Economy. I thought it was weird when I first moved here that I kept finding teeth everywhere, in stairwells and public restrooms, on the bus, at the stop and shop, on sidewalks and in gutters and on subways and in fountains. I thought there was some weird disease going around and everybody's teeth were falling out. Maybe it was an outbreak of scurvy among the homeless. Even though that's not how scurvy works. Because here's the thing. Nobody outright tells you there's a secret underground tooth economy. That's why it's secret and underground. You just have to pick up on it using context clues. And by context clues, I mean you see a guy trying to buy a jug of milk with two canines and a handful of molars. And are like, oh, so there's that. So I pieced together how it all works on my own. There are tooth vendors all over the city, living in alleyways and down deserted streets and in abandoned ice cream trucks. You can hand up for little trinkety things like watches or electric toothbrushes, but here's the thing, you can just as easily go to a place like CVS. You know, as long as you don't go through the self-checkout line. Once a person at the register has rung everything up and given you the total in normal dollars, you clack your teeth together two times. Just like that. And they're going to do one of three things. One, they might just stare at you like you have a mental disorder. Pay for your stuff using normal money and leave. There are still people who somehow don't know about the secret underground tooth economy. They probably wonder why people are always clacking their teeth at them. Two, they might slowly shake their head at you, never breaking eye contact. If this happens, set your stuff down and leave quietly. You are no longer welcome there. Or three, they'll nod and smile. After a brief mental tabulation, they'll give you a total. When number three happens, you will pay what they ask, or you will leave. This is not a bartering system, and as far as I can tell, there is no such thing as change. It's not like an incisor's worth four bicuspids is worth two molars. No, when they say, give me a canine, a molar, and three wisdom teeth, you give them a canine, a molar, and three wisdom teeth. Adult teeth only, no baby teeth. Make sure the roots are intact. I don't know where the teeth go, and that's what bothers me more than anything. They seem to circulate like a real currency, but there has to be a reason for it all, a source. What about inflation? I asked one of the tooth vendors. He pantomimed, punching me in the mouth, and said, I'll show you inflation. You don't ask questions about the secret underground tooth economy. 
A few months after learning about all this, I called my mom and asked her if she knew where my wisdom teeth were. I thought I remember asking her to keep them, but then again I spent the week after getting them out in a haze of painkillers and daytime talk shows. She paused for a long time, suspiciously long, before saying, Oh, those? I got rid of those. Like, threw them out? I asked. Like, in the trash? There was another long pause. Yes, in the trash. I bit my lip. You're sure? I asked. You didn't use them for anything, give them to anyone. Long pause. Like who? Like a secret underground tooth economy? I heard her clear her throat on the other end of the line, could hear her shifting in her seat. How's the weather there? she asked. I heard it's getting cold. Now I keep having this nightmare. There's this man, and my teeth are in his pocket, mixed with his loose change. Somehow I find him. I sense that there's a piece of my body out there, being used by someone. And there he is. I call out for him to stop, to give me my teeth back, and he takes off running. I chase him through the streets of Boston, to places I've never seen before, to places nobody has ever seen before. Just before I catch him, he stops at this enormous pit, and he tosses my teeth in. I look down in the hole, and the walls are lined with the teeth of man. And as I dive in after my own teeth, these teeth close down on me. In the darkness, my fall is arrested by the buzz-saw gnashing of the toothed pit, until my own screaming jaws are torn apart and absorbed into the eternally chewing mouth of the earth. And then I wake up.